With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome back to the Liverpool Groove. What a difference a few days makes. Fantastic performance against Leipzig uh, the other night. Marred by the uh, unfortunate result against Leicester. But the performance wasn't too bad against Leicester, in fairness. For 77 minutes, we were on top. We were the better team. And it's just a shame we capitulated when their first goal was allowed, when, in my eyes, it shouldn't have been. Uh, you just said it. Oh, I'd say it, lad. 77 minutes. We were brilliant. We looked like the Liverpool of old again. We were um, we stripped them, stripped them to pieces at times. I thought some of the some of the skill, some of the football was immense. He couldn't live with us. They had the, they had the one chance with Vardy, didn't they? They yeah. hit the bar and we got left off the, the hook a little bit. I think that the tackle on Salah was a penalty. To be honest, I do think it. I think in other teams you get a penalty for that. I think he's just getting watched now because he is going down a bit more. Um, but. And yeah, I think you, you look at the results and you go, now what's happened to Liverpool? But the performance didn't merit that result. It's just shit happens on the day. Yeah, um, fully agree about the penalty as well. Um, I think, you know, I said it at the time, the problem is right now with the way the league is, especially if if he didn't go down there, despite it being a foul, he wouldn't have got the penalty. So he's had to, he has made a meal of it. You can't, you can't go get out of that. But as I say, he's had to, otherwise he wouldn't have got the penalty. So... It's do you stay up and, and have a bit of respect in other fans' eyes, or do you do what the team needs and do you get the penalty that you deserve? And he's done the right thing. Yeah, but that's not how football should be, and unfortunately, the authorities and the officials that are making them do it. It's in football, if there's contact on you and it's like you know stopping you from doing what you were going to do, it's a foul. If you're not going to get a penalty for going down, if you've got to go down, you know what I mean. Yeah. If, you, if you don't go down and the referee is just going to avoid you, he's just, you know, play on. He's got to go down and it's, it's unfortunate because even like you've seen some daft ones with like a hand on the back and that way you've gone down. But there is contact. There's more contact there than there is in the one against Brighton with Robbo. So, yeah, um, it's a foul. It's a penalty. Not given again. But again, we've just got to, got to just keep plodding on. So I think the performance merited a win. I would have been, been disheartened if he just scored the one, um, even the way it went in. But, but you've got yeah. to just sometimes accept that. Mistakes happen. I think Klopp, Klopp said it at the end of the game, you know, it's, we're not playing bad. We're not, we're not in a crisis. We're literally just individual errors that are costing us every single week. Yeah. Um, and we're not used to it. So, as I said before, you've just got to take it on the chin and accept it. I think when we start playing really bad football, and we're not picking passes off, and we're not having attacks and stuff, then you worry, but it doesn't mean the case really, so go just get on with it. Well, that's it. We, have, we haven't experienced this for a while. We're not used to losing three games on the spin, um, and I think the fact that we're not used to that makes it hurt more. If this was like, if this was even 13-14 when we nearly won the league, I don't think we'd be 
people wouldn't be as as up in arms about it as they are at the minute because of the levels we've set over the past couple of years. Yeah, I think the levels we set don't get respected half as much as they should. I think it's like, you know, they've gone now, but they haven't. But the players are still there, the team's still there. We're obviously missing a lot of players, but you've got to just respect how good this team's been and you've got to accept that. You can't be like that non-stop. Chris Coleman was talking about it the other day and I thought he was brilliant. I think it was, he was on Monday night footy and he was saying, they, haven't, they literally haven't stopped for three years. You know, with international games and getting to cup finals and then we're going all the way in the league. We haven't stopped. It's literally, they've, they've had like a month's already. So you've got to accept that they are going to burn out eventually. And he's, he's tried to pretty much play the same 11 as much as he can. That front three hasn't been split. The midfield, he's tried to keep together as much as he can. The defence would have been the same without the injuries. So you, you look at it and you look at any other team in the league. And this is what, what I like a bit cocky about. Every other team in the league is pretty much full strength. We've, we're losing. Like, we've lost like six or seven players for the majority of the season. And we're still up there. We're still fighting. And we're fighting against teams like Chelsea, who've spent millions and millions, and United, and even Everton, who, who are having the best year of their lives. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we're still, we're still up there. And we've had a nightmare. We've had a nightmare in, in squad issues. So I don't think any other team would have coped the way we have in some more what we have. No. No, you've, you've hit the nail on the head, to be fair. Like you say, we, they don't get the, the credit they deserve. And even, you know, it, it extends to Salah. You look at his record for us now after the Leipzig game, 118 goals in 183 games or something like that, where I think he's got 154 goal um, involvements in 183 games. It's like, it's phenomenal. And nobody else has put in them levels since he's been at us. And he still doesn't get the respect that he deserves. So this team is forever going to be disrespected. I think because we did get so close to like an invincible season or, you know, a hundred point season, because we did get so close to them and never quite got there. People will always go, ah, but you never got a hundred points or you never went undefeated. And they're like, couldn't give a shit. Yeah, we still won by the biggest points margin ever. So come at me. Opponent fans will always have, but they're trying to do anything. Like I've, again, I've had an argument, I've had arguments with the Evertonians in the group chat, and that, funny enough, Derby week, quietest they've ever been. Um, but they're saying to us, like, how relevant they are and how well rattled and I'm saying, we're just mocking you, you aren't relevant. But they will find a fault. If we won the Champions League, it was because of a, um, a dodgy pen with Salah. Win the league, it was because of COVID, no fans in the ground, I get on us. And now we're the worst champions of all time. And they're loving it, but obviously we're not because at this point last season, City were 18 or 20 points behind us. So what what does that make them with, with one centre-half missing? So yeah, no, we've just got to... You can't take rival fans serious when they come up with shit like that. Um, You know, worst champions ever. City, not City, Chelsea. Last time they won the league, finished 10th the season later. Leicester were close to relegation and sacked Ranieri before they recovered after they won the league. So... Look at United when you had Moyes. It's 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 a stupid bullshit excuse. But um, well, you've got to look at it as well. You just got to look at it in the sense of what I've discussed there is that it, you know what if we had Van Dijk and we had Gomez and we had our three midfielders playing and, and we had our super sub coming off the bench, we had these six or seven players back and we went where we are. We go yeah, it's a pretty shit season yeah. and something's got to be looked at. Something's got to be done. 
we've got to take it on the chin and go, it is what it is. If the Liverpool squad is there, uninjured, which is not going to happen because it's football, but you don't expect to lose this many. Can we walk this league again? We piss the league and we probably go on and win the European Cup as well. But we'll just have to take that for now. But um, <laughs> okay, even even listening to like rival pundits and you're listening to the likes of Rio Ferdinand yesterday, who we I thought was brilliant and he was saying, and players in the changing rooms are loving the stick to getting on Twitter off rival fans and the targets on the back and everything you do is scrutinised because that's when you know you've made it and you're a big you're a big team. Everyone wants you to lose, everyone wants you to fail. So that's all Klopp's got to deliver in the team talk. Say, listen, to prove everyone wrong. And he said it last night. Everyone thought we were going to slip up. And we never. So, yeah, got to keep going, lad. That's all we can That's do it. is keep going. And you're right about that as well. It's the same at, like, the best players in the world. I remember I remember hating Ronaldo for years. because, But you hated him because he was so good. And, like, Drogba, like me and you have talked about him before. Oh. And I absolutely despised Didier Drogba when he was playing for Chelsea in his prime. But then when he left, you truly appreciated how good he was. Yeah, spot on. I think you asked me, didn't you? He was one of the best players you've ever seen. Drog was one of mine. I think he was absolutely tore us apart a few times. But yeah, you do. um, You look at these superstar players and you want to see them fail because they're that good and they're that arrogant. But even as far as saying Sir Alex Ferguson, whiskey nose, at the end of the day, we hated him because of how good he was and how much pull he had and how much time he got added on and little cheating bastard things that he got <laughs> over the line for United and at the end of the day if you, if you can get it and you've got the power to do it do it Yeah. and we hated him because he could and I'm, he's even being discussed by referees saying how much power he had and at the end of the day that is why we hated him because he was so good he made Manchester United best from Liverpool um, the likes of me dad and that gone through phases where we were the best team and they were the best team it's gone in circles Yeah. so o- hopefully we finish up then this season because we couldn't pay them <laughs> being back <laughs> telling you um, now so just want to quickly discuss a few well the first two holes at least against Leicester um, the the first one again I mentioned at the start I th- I don't see I, I'm still un- I still can't see the foot that's playing them on, on side apparently I think it should have. I personally think it should have been disallowed. Um, I'm just, I'm just thinking of it, of like the contact that's made, because I wasn't sure whether it was Madison directly in. Hmm. Um, but I think it's just one of them, one of them goals that even if if it's offside, it's a touch offside, and we've moaned about it ourselves, saying like. Is it offside or whatever? Um, sometimes we go against her. At the minute, everything's going against us. But if that was us on the, on the, the given end of, of that, that goal, we'd want a goal. If you get me? So I think if sometimes like that, you've got to just accept it. But also, if it was given offside, you'd be scrutinising and looking. Yeah, maybe you would accept it either way. Yeah. Um, but that's but, the thing. The one thing we've we've continually asked for, not just us, every, I think every single fan, of the Premier League is the one thing they've all asked for is consistency. So if a goal like that happens at the weekend, are we going to see it disallowed or are we going to see it allowed? That's that's the issue I've got with it. Most of them goals like that where it's been minimal, it's been given offside because it's offside. Now I don't again I can't see the foot. If it if it was just 
the linesman, then fair enough, I'd accept it kind of thing. But with VAR, with how scrutinised it's been, with how, look, with how much they're looking at every little decision, I would that get given every week or would it get this? It wouldn't get a given or disallowed every week and there's too much inconsistency with decisions like that still. No, I agree. And I think, I think referees are like, doing it off their own back now as well. I think they're, they're making decisions and it's, it's causing a bit of a rift with VAR because referees are looking at the monitor a bit more as well, aren't they? So I think mm. if the linesman has given and he's, he's spoke to the referee and said, yeah, it's a goal, then turn it to goal. But it's it's one of them that that's that that where that position is where he scored from. I always say that's how you should take them three kicks. You should just whack it as hard and low as you can and hope it takes a touch in. But yeah, no, technically it's great. It's also, it's also very difficult to stop. I don't even know whether he's meant to go for the goal, but at the end of the day, he's put it towards the goal, and that's all you can ask in them situations. Yeah. Don't I think he probably has meant it. it. Yeah. I think it's one of them. You just think that's far far, don't you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's, uh, that's my only thing is when I'm when I'm thinking back and the discussion with the offside onside. It it it, it got given to him, didn't it? It got given to Madsen, yeah. So therefore, they're saying there was no touch, aren't they? But that's the thing. Again, he's he's tried to kick the ball, so you can't say he's not impeding the goalkeeper. You can't say, yeah. So it's one of them, I'd say, just got to take it on the chin. Some weeks, and but again, that's my issue. Some weeks it'll get given, some weeks it'll get disallowed. And that's what we need to eradicate with, with VAR. Be shit, but be shit all the time, if you're going to be shit. You know, so... Yeah. You know, you've got to be consistent and think the sooner they get rid of all these lines and all that, if you're, if you're a yard offside and you can see like your whole body's offside or whatever, or at least the part of the body that you can score with is completely offside then give offside but if not then defender's got to go with the um, sorry the yeah. defender the doubt's got to go with the, the attacker like it always it. I mean, that's it, why they've done it, sorry go ahead it, but even even Salah said it the other day it, in every other European league that's how it is you know benefit of doubt's given to the attacker all the time but in, in the R league where it's time to think differently as always make our own rules up Oh yeah, we've got to be trailblazers, haven't we? So, um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird, but let's let's not get into the VAR debate again because this we're getting to a point where this could be called the VAR podcast. In all honesty, so I know. It's, listen to how <laughs> calm I am tonight. I'm I know, usually yeah. getting like, a rather and swear in my head off and that. It's because we've been like that. <laughs> I know. I feel it just it's mad. I'm like two different people. Lad. Like Joe <laughs> Pesky, the good fellas when we're not doing well. Second goal against Leicester, uh, another another error, individual error. Um, that's not an error. That that's an absolute fucking catastrophe. That I'm caught. It's an error, James. Uh, <laughs> now, <laughs> who, who, who'd you put? I mean, I don't want to really say that. I blame someone. It sounds a bit harsh saying that, but who'd you put the blame on there? Kazakh or Allison? At the time, it was Kabak, um, because even the clearance, I didn't think. He, he cleared it. So even if he's a, if that's the contact he's made on the ball, then Vardy scores anyway. But what what is Allison doing there and why? So at the end of the day, it's it's Allison's error. I don't know whether they've spoken or whether he shouts at keepers mm. or lever or whatever. But in a in a game where you've never played with a goalkeeper before, you you're not expecting your fucking goalkeeper to be there. 
when you're no. about to clear the ball. And I think he's just gone right through Manny. So yeah. I think looking at it, the, the clearance was absolutely dreadful from Kabak. But if Allison isn't there and can go on through him, does he make that contact with the ball or does he he, he get rid of it properly? So yeah, Allison's got to take the, the whole blame for that. Yeah. Um, but enough enough of that one. Like we say, performance was, was good. Uh, just the result let us down in the end. But Leipzig, we've we've sorry, can I just ask can I just ask if we can discuss our goal against Leicester? Because it was absolutely fucking out of this world. Yeah, it was to be fair. Completely the forgot about was, it in the, in the aftermath of the defeat. The football was absolutely brilliant. Trent, credit to Trent, had a great game offensively. Mm. Um Firmino back to Firmino's best with that touch. That that had my mouth watering when he done it. And Salah is it the weirdest way I've ever seen anyone at the ball in my life. It was just weird. It's the it only way like, he could have scored it though. That's the thing. It was like, do you remember that um super striker game? Like Shibutio, the shift version of Shibutio, and you yeah. press the player's head and his foot come all the way back and then swung. <laughs> That's what it was like, but it happened in slow motion and the way it hit the net, it was just an, um, an absolute pearl of a goal. So but even the score. shot itself, like it didn't seem to travel that fast. It seemed no, to be in slow motion, the ball just, and Casper Schmeichel's like watching it and then down. I mean. like, it was like, it's like you had Schmeichel on one of the little sticks and you move him left or right. Lad. It, was, it was like that type of goal. It, was, it, it went into a little... Um, into game mode when you're yeah. a kid. It was fucking great. But yeah, I think no, it was again, a fantastic goal, to be fair. 77 minutes, I thought, for me, you know, was brilliant. Them little touches, the little layoffs, getting into positions. Even that strike when he was offside and Schmeichel, um, Schmeichel's made an absolutely unbelievable save. For, for, like, for me, you go, for me, you know, should be scoring that, but not being funny, mate. That's a remarkable save, that. So, yeah, it's we had the post. We had we had we had loads of chances. Scored a world of a goal. We we got we got done. Basically, we just collapsed because yeah. I think when you see your goalie do something like that, and you can see the free kick like that, you just fucking out pack in yeah. for the red. That's the thing. You know, Ed can't drop though at this level, and Leicester proved it. So fair play to them. Um, as I say, Leipzig completely, well, completely different result. Obviously, performance was very much. Same as as Leicester, I thought for seventy seven minutes anyway. Um, very good performance. I think there's not really. A, I don't think any player, at least who started, had a bad game. Um, we were just we were just better. We looked we looked so hungry to get the ball. Like the pressing, I haven't seen us press like that for so long, especially the first half. Like we were just all over them. Yeah, I think I think Salah Mane's pressing and for the front term for me, you know, was brilliant. He, he proper, proper wanted it. He desperately wanted the ball non-stop. Mm. The midfield, the midfield worked well. The defence was like, I felt like there was an added security to Trent's game. We were discussing it afterwards. Anderson, uh, Anderson trusted Kabak enough to be able to monitor Trent and he was shifting into that right-back role as well. Um, Kabak was going on little mad runs and stuff so he were assured at the back, they were confident at the back. Um, that's all, all it is, lad. We discussed it before. Confidence. If you're confident who's playing at the back, you can you can go on and do mad things in footy. You just got to support that first layer in front of the keeper. Um, and I think Kabak had an absolutely brilliant game and it enabled the midfield and the attack to, to do a lot more of it. 
Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, what did you make of Kabak's performance um, on Liverpool's uh, Twitter? I, I I don't think he was necessarily the best player on the pitch, but I thought after the mistake between him and Allison against Leicester and just just his first Champions League game for us back in Germany, clean sheet, I thought, you know, I'm, I, I gave him the vote for man of the match and he, he won it, like on Liverpool's website, didn't he? So, um, he no, won it by one. He won it by one. Was. <laughs> Fucking hell. That was me, that. Um, now, he had, he, like you say, he had a fantastic game. Um, you could tell there was a bit of security there. Um, even after the, the Leicester game, the mistake there, he didn't, you could tell that there's a bit of trust there because he's a, I don't know if it's just because he's a, he's a recognised centre-back who, even though he's only 20, he's played European, he's played top-level European football this season. Schalke might have been shit, but like we said last time, everyone you speak to has said it's nothing to do with Kabak. He's been the standout player for Schalke. So, or one of the standout players for Schalke. Anyway, so there's definitely a bit of security there with him. And right now, I think at 18 million that we can get him for in the summer, pay it right now. Do you know what? At a time that, that you're struggling to defend, you don't want to sign a player that isn't used to defending. So you need a player who's been just last in the defence, who is playing for a shit team, who's having to defend yeah. minute after minute all through the game. So his fitness will be there, his awareness will be there. Obviously, yet yeah, he conceded all the goals, but even yesterday, the, the chances for Leipzig that they had with three Jordan Anderson. Yeah. Just just a lack of speed. That was it. Yeah. Um, it happens. You know, they, they made you, you're gonna you can't be disappointed when you concede chances in football. You're gonna concede chances, that's what it's all about. But that's how you deal with them. Um, Alison made a good save. Um you know, we've made a good few blocks and that. But I thought, yeah, I thought Kabak was bossing the air. Thought he was, you know, composed when he had the ball. Loved the way he'd just get on it and run as well. Reminds yeah. me a bit of Daniel Agger. And just hopefully he doesn't, he's not as injury prone as him. Yeah. And yeah, you've got to take, you've got to take into account that. He's, he's 20. He's come from a foreign country and he's just lost into Liverpool's team, the champions of yeah. England. And he played well, lad. He played brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Curtis Jones, what did you make of him? Brilliant again. Absolutely brilliant. I love him. I love him. I think he's absolutely brilliant. So, no comparisons again, but how old is he? 20 odd? If that, yeah. I think he's 19 or 20. 20. That, that composure and that like... You can only call it arrogance that he's got when yeah. he's got the ball. That confidence in himself. Like, there's a picture there of him with, like, four of the players around him, lad, and he, it's as if he's on his jolly, jolly, lad. He's not asked, and he gets well, out of it. Yeah, and well, I was saying to me, our fellow last night, uh, sorry to interrupt, I was saying to me, our fellow last night, like, you watch him, and he never, ever seems flustered on the ball at all. Like, and don't get me wrong, at times it can be a bit, like, it can be a bit detrimental because he'll practically be just walking with the ball while we're on the attack or something. And like you do find times you're like, Jones fucking speed up lad or something like that. But <laughs> uh, other but he just never seems in any danger whatsoever. Like you say, even if he's got four players on him, he's got that belief in himself that I'll get out of this, I'm not asked. Come at me. <laughs> do you know what he's not phased though? But do you know what? Um obviously not gonna not gonna compare him, but one player who he reminds me of a little bit was, was Ross Barkley when Ross Barkley was younger. And that's how he started. And it was, I think it was 
Gerritonian doesn't go with Martinez, I think. Um, or one of the other managers. One of them was telling them to do what he was doing and continue to just play calm and composed on the ball and just dribble in and out and that. And others was telling them to like, get rid of it and play simple passes and that. And uh, I think that's what, if, if we can keep Jones playing the way he's playing, keep that attitude about him, keep that bit of arrogance and confidence in him, he's going to go. He's going to go to level, different levels, honestly. He's, he's brilliant. Absolutely. I asked on the Scouts Power um, Twitter today, like, when we've got our, our midfield back and Henderson and Fabinho all fit and they're playing centre mid, who's your third option? Because I find it hard to take Curtis Jones out to that side because I think he's a driving force. I think he's a he could be a massive, massive impact player. Uh, Thiago's only going to get better and better with with Henderson for being in the next room and supporting him. But for me, it's, it's hard of them too who's going to be starting. Absolutely. But even still, I think Curtis Jones coming on for half an hour or Thiago coming on for half an hour in different games, you know, we'll take them in that. Yeah. Even when Alden bringing one of them on is gonna is gonna work and press and and well, when Alden doesn't create, but the option the options are just so much different when when we've got our full squad and it, yeah. it's gonna be a headache for clock lab. But for me, knowing when Alden's gonna be going, knowing Milner's getting older and Henderson's thirty one and Thiago's thirty odd. Build around Jones and make him your focal point of your team because he's got the ability. Yeah, that's it. Right now, he's he's on. He's in some of the best form of any of our players this season. In fairness, every game he's putting a, a great performance in. Um, I thought Thiago played well last night. I think it was probably nice for him to play a German opposition, someone he's used to. So I think we we've seen that was probably his best performance for us so far. I'd say, um, maybe mm. with the. Maybe with the Chelsea game as well, he played well when he came on against Chelsea. And I think the Derby, he played. I think he got man of the match in the Derby, didn't he? Um, yeah, first I, I think his first, I think his first few games when he come on as off the bench, he was faultless. He was brilliant. He looked an absolute superstar. And then again, as I say, you, you go into games and you you lose key players, and all of a sudden you're asked to do more defensive role than the attacking role. Um, asking to defend a lot more than you would have been if. If our other players were there, and just a different, it's a hard role for them to accept, to be honest. And that's why I did say I, I prefer to bring them on than start them out of position because I think yeah. we'll see the best of them that way. But I think he, he's took, he's been the scapegoat, hasn't he? Because he's Thiago, because yeah, he's known as a world class player. He's been the scapegoat for, for many, um, not, not our fans necessarily, just other fans and other pundits and media and that. But he hasn't, he hasn't. Affected our performance as whatsoever, really. Harden and getting oh. duped in, in the early stages. I think he's in been, three seconds, yeah. He's, he's mad, but you know, he's a he's a he's a world class player. He's proven that like, he don't play for Barcelona, in Munich for, for that long. And I mean, he's a winner, shit. and that's just his winning mentality. When he goes flying into a tackle after two minutes, that's just him wanting to win. Um, and as I say, I can. I can accept that. I can accept someone who's going to battle. He doesn't look like the type of player who'd be willing to do that, which kind of makes it that, especially first time you've seen it, it was like, the fucking hell is he playing it? Yeah, I was baffled <laughs> when I seen it, and then I seen them scary eyes of his as well. Yeah. Psycho eyes, and I thought, that's, that's what I want, a little nasty, yeah. nasty bastard in the middle. But yeah, I think I think going forward, discussed with my dad, my dad's adamant 
fuck the league off, get rid of the league, and just win the European Cup. And I just said to him, you know, tonight, Everton playing City, who do you want to win? He's like, City, you're going to win. Just forget about it. And I said, no, but if Everton, if Everton get a few, you know, get a goal or two tonight, rattle them a little bit, it only takes another bad game for your confidence to go. Um, they've got a, they've got a quite a tough run. So um, yeah, I'm not, ca- I'm not, I'm not. Cons- tonight, so. What's that? Everton will be trying to lose tonight. You forget that. Yeah, I don't know that. Yeah, most Everton fans want to lose, but I'd say I know stretch the imagination. Do I ever want Everton to win? But say if I look at my phone after this and City have lost points, I'll, I'll smile. I'll be made up. And I'll, I'm um, still going to cling to a little bit of hope that it's not over till it's mathematically over. Yeah. No, we'll, we'll always have that little bit of belief, I think, for the rest of the season, regardless of where we are in the table or how many points behind we are. While it's still mathematically possible, you back them. Even if it wasn't mathematically possible, we'd still back them. That doesn't come into question. Like, But um, no, Leipzig performance was what we needed to. Nicely taken goals. Uh, good anticipation by Mane and Salah for both of them. Um, I'll made up I that we didn't spend nearly 50 million on that Upa Meccano he's a fucking crab him he's a crab isn't he I thought uh, we yeah, bought him to be honest already nightmare. because he passed towards every chance he got I <laughs> thought we bought him Lad, he, he, can I, they were going on about him saying oh it's, it's the most uh, fucking worst kept secret in football he's off to Munich and that oh my god they'll be ripping the contract up absolute <laughs> shite but Again, it's hard, it's hard though because the record in Germany is brilliant, isn't it? His record yeah. in Germany is brilliant, but I just I think they might have come into the game not anticipating Liverpool turning up the way we did, you know, with the high pressing Manny and Salah absolutely gunning for every ball. So I think the last is just gone, lad. And then they've had a little 10 minute spell in the second half, and then we've turned it back on again. So, yeah, but, no, um, exactly. It was it was the performance we needed, but more importantly, it was the result we needed, especially going into the um, the small matter of playing our our neighbours. I'm not going to call them rivals because that would be a lie, but we're playing our neighbours on a Saturday, aren't we? Yeah, well, I can't wait. Our can't little wait. friends from down the road. Um, <laughs> no, what lad? Even stayed away after we won in Europe yesterday, and they were all up. Can I? Typical them bastards to come good just before the derby. But say form goes out the window in a derby, but I, I honestly I couldn't. It's not even disrespectful because he has fans with him, and that it's one game where you just don't have nerves. I just know we, we could be we could be losing, and fucking hell, a lightning bolted strike or something, and <laughs> call the game off, lads. Just he just can't beat us. He just won't beat us. So, and I'll that, that's me. Fucking putting a new self for myself. I was there, just going to say, you're dying on that hill, aren't you? Uh, lad, they won't beat us. They can't beat us, honestly. They can't. So, I'm literally... That's it. You know what, lad? They'll beat us on, on Saturday. We'll go on and win the fucking Champions League and they'll say their season was better. <laughs> lad, they'll, they'll finish fourth, we'll finish fifth and we'll take them out of the European Cup again by being champions. Now, honestly... It makes um, sense, lad. It's I, in I Istanbul say, again, you know what I mean? I said to my dad earlier that you've got to just not acknowledge Everton as, you know, they're like Aston Villa. They'll have a good little few games and they'll, they'll drop off again. They'll never be there or there about. So don't even worry about them. If they, win, if they were to win tonight, who's asked? 
they're not going to be above us from May, so I'm not interested. No. Um, I just yeah. before you before you carry on, don't disrespect Aston Villa like that. Do you see Everton with <laughs> the European Cup? I don't. Oh, fucking hell. I see won the Cup Cup. Winners Cup once, though, lad. Won the Cup I, Cup. Yeah, so so prestigious, it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> I've just said that. <laughs> yeah, no, I think um, <laughs> seen a video, seen a video of like people playing blind football. <laughs> No. The derby next week. <laughs> Have a little look at it after this. Yeah, it's well. the derby next week. They've all got blindfolds on, and they're all like, you can't see the ball or anything. The keeper's lying on the floor. No one's got the ball. <laughs> He's swinging his arms and legs everywhere. Like, it's hilarious. <laughs> but with the foot form, you know, we're both in. We're both winning games and losing games, and we get on highs and lows. That's the type of game you'd expect them. But then we go and play like that yesterday. And they're shitting themselves again. Yeah. As I say, the, the amount of opportunities we lose a game, and then it's derby week, and you're waiting for the banter. You can't wait for the banter. You're looking yeah. forward to it. They, they yeah. should be going into the game with expectations for the first time in years, and they don't. They just fall apart. They just they don't, they don't just want to have the banter. Getting beat for, and that's the I think that's half the problem, especially when there's been fans in the stadium. Is they go into the their fans go into the game expecting to lose against us. Rubs off on the players and Divock Rigi as the game of his life. Start Rigi, Sati, he'll get it at I promise you. And then <laughs> he'll never hell, score man. a goal again in his career. Um, he scored enough, lad. He's done enough. Put him, put him against Everton and Barca every week and he did 50 goals a season. <laughs> I know. Have you um, record? I know, yeah. The one thing I did want to mention to you as well, uh, not about any of the games in particular, just about our, our recent form. Obviously, uh, you went over it just before we went live here. Yeah. The last six games, we've had a couple of wins against West Ham and uh, Tottenham. Then we went on that little, obviously, three-game spell where we lost and then Leipzig last night. Now, we've took as many points in the last six games, I think it is, six or five games, can't remember exactly what one it is, as Man United. Now, I was saying to you, it doesn't get talked about nearly as much as it does for us. But, and I don't know if you're going to agree or disagree with this, the reason it doesn't is because nobody expects... United to be second in the league or even probably third in the league right now. So it's not going to get talked about. We're reigning champions and for what for one reason or another, whether it's injuries or just poor performances, we haven't lived up to expectations this season and so it is going to get talked about more that we're in the same form as United. But it isn't getting talked that we're in the same form as Man United, getting talked that we're absolute shite and they're they're pushing City for the league. That's the difference. That's the frustrating thing for me. Yeah, we haven't been half the team we were last season because we haven't got half the team there <laughs> last season. It's as simple as that. They, they, they're pushing on with one of the, you know, the, the strongest team and they're having the same hiccups as us. So, you know what I mean? When people are talking about clock leaving and all that, Ollie's done all right there. He, he's jumped, he's exceeded expectations in terms of where they are now to where they were expected to be. And yet we are champions and you want us to put up a bigger fight. But sometimes you can't. You can't strip your, your squad down and have the same. And that's what, what I want pundits and other people to, to acknowledge. I want them yeah. to say, yeah, let's have a look at that team that won the league last season. Let's see how many of the starting in the positions they were in last season. And there's about five out. Um, that, that's the difference, lads. You've got, you've got half a team. So, yeah. as, I, as I touched on before, name another team in the, in the Premier League or even in Europe who's going to 
three to a last sixteen game like that against seconds in the German league with the best defensive record in Germany at the moment. He was scoring for fun. And then be where they are in the Premier League as well. So I just I just think we've got to be we've got to be credited for for still being in the conversations at the moment, for still being within the conversation because to say when Van Dyke got injured, followed by Gomez and Jocelyn and that 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 for us that's when you implode and you go right. Fucking swerve the season. We know we're knackered. When nothing's gonna come of it. But we're still plodding on, lads. We're still in Europe and we're still still in with a shout of the title if things run our way. But it's just one of them. So yeah, yeah I think um, Man United are getting credit and we're not. But we're doing the same as them, basically. Which is bizarre. We're half a team. Yeah. Um so starting lineup for the derby, what would you go with? Dorison goal. June, left back. Yeah. Carroll, right back. No, I think um, Allison, Robbo, Trent, Kabach, Henderson, uh, Fabino, centre mid, with Thiago and. Oh, based on the performance against Leipzig as well. See, it's, it's hard playing. It's really hard playing. If you play Thiago, Wijnaldum and, and Fabinho, you're not attacking. You know what I mean? Mm. So I think I'd have to go go for the oh, I don't know, lad. It's hard. <laughs> I'd go Fabinho. No, do you know what? I'm going to put my neck on it here. Wijnaldum, Thiago and Jones and Fabinho on the bench. He hasn't, hasn't played, has he? So, yeah, and obviously the front three pitch itself. Yeah. Um, and I just want to go out like he did against Leipzig. Understand that Everton on the counter, as we've seen against United and Tottenham, he can be dangerous. He's got to, he's got to stick with it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Ancelotti, he's got, you know, with the talking about um, Ronald Coleman saying Passing to Everton, he's turning Everton <laughs> into Stoke. Fucking hell, they're far from the HD Milan team he had. Yeah, so, I know. I think um, they're going to sit back and they're going to invite pressure and they're going to try the best to, to counter the tackles. They're going to hope for, they're going to hope to God we make mistakes like we have in the, in the last few weeks. Um, and that's their, their only chance of, of getting anything, I think, really. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, the only, the only change I'd, I'd make there. Myself, um, is I'd probably go if Fabinho's going to start, I'd, and he's going to be centre back for me. It's got to be even Kabach. I'd rather Hendo move back into the midfield than than Fabinho. Um, and then I'd probably go uh, Hendo, Thiago, and Jones in the midfield. Yeah, I just think with Henderson, I think because he, he had that connection with Kabach just last night. Um, I think they feel comfortable with each other and I think the fullbacks seemed a bit more comfortable as well. I think even in the last few weeks when Fabino has played centre-half, he's looked a bit shaky and he's been roasted a few times. So I think to put him in an emergency side derby after a, a few weeks out, isn't it? Um, mm. With a new lad he's never played with, I think it'd be a bit suspect. Fair enough. So final question then is score prediction. You know what I'm like, lad? Um, 
Eight nil. Then yeah. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll go for four. Only the four. That that's modest. I'll do, I'll probably do a bet on four nil. Um, maybe four one, but I can't can't see it. Um, no, it's not even being arrogant. Like, like I, I have fans with the Blues, and then like as I say to them, like you're not relevant to us in football terms, just geographical banter terms. Us mocking news makes us feel relevant. That's fine. Enjoy it. But as a football team, I don't I don't think in my life, other than that one season the Moyes when we went on to win the Champions League, did they ever think we were ever going to do anything or or worried about playing them? And they haven't haven't for ages. So I've just got no nerves when it comes to the Zabi lot. It's like a, it's literally, you could be playing Fulham or fucking West Brom. It's that type of game, you know, they're going to sit back, they're going to try and hit it on the counter and they're going to hope to go for a mistake. But you just know they're that, they're that team that we always find a way, lad. <laughs> you'll, yeah. you'll find a way, whether it's off a goalie with little arms onto the bar <laughs> or, or a mad penalty or whatever, we always find a way. So yeah, yeah I think we'll... I think as well with them playing tonight against Man City, um, and for once they actually haven't bent over and just took it and just accepted everything coming their way. They're actually having a go, so it's going to be tired, lad. Little, it's like, like a little FA Cup team, aren't they? They, they yeah. won the FA Cup against Tottenham the other day. They had a little <laughs> party. Um, now they're, they're doing all right against City at the moment, um, and then they'll be absolutely fucked for the Zabi. <laughs> I think it could be a repeat of last season, to be honest, a little far too. Um, well, I wouldn't even, I'd, I'd take it. I'd, I'd take a, you know what? But the best one, the best memory of, I've got of a derby recently is fucking Divock Origi, 90 plus 6. So I'd fucking take that again all day. So yeah, as, long, as long as you get the three points, I'm not asked, to be honest. I think the difference now is, even, like, as I've said, it's always a dad, it's always a big game, but I think even now with the fans not in the stadium and the atmosphere not being the same, that it'll feel even less of a game. Um, yeah. and, you know what I mean? It's so I think even all that aspect might go off the window. It's just a bit, it's just another game, it really is. Maybe, it's but a, we'll hopefully still have the banter. <laughs> oh, there is no banter anymore, though, like they, they try and mock you for being champions during the pandemic and yeah, shit like that. They've just got no legs to stand on when they have fans anymore. At least last time, it was you know stuff like you haven't won a cup for three years or four years. Yeah. And theirs, theirs is only ten. Now theirs is what 25, 26 and twenty six. Yeah. We're still holders. <laughs> so it's um, it's yeah, it's just, um, it, it should be it should be a good game. But I'm just hoping we come out on the front foot and we, you know if we fall into their trap. Then more fool us, but I just can't. I just can't get no. you know then Liverpool win. It's the one game a season where literally I have no nerves whatsoever. Yeah, and you can be overconfident, lad, but I just, just don't know, it's weird and weird. My, the first team I look for in, in the diary at the moment is City and when it is and what what run it's amongst, you know what I mean? And then Man United. Mm. So Everything that on me radar is like a big rival. I said to the lads in the chat today, the only thing about Everton, the club, they don't bother me. The team, they don't bother me. What they're doing doesn't bother me. The fans, whenever Liverpool lose or Everton win, 
absolutely bare me fucking head out. Like even mm-hmm. the carry on out the players the other day when they beat Tottenham, fair enough. You know what I mean? You just you just want a, a cup game late late on in extra time. Enjoy it. Even Ancelotti fucked off lad. I think he was embarrassed. He, he's managed teams <laughs> like AC Milan and that's in European Cups. They're fucking partying with fucking speakers and all that in the yeah. changes oh. after beating Tottenham. And say it, they are just they just something I, I like to laugh at and I enjoyed it. I enjoy them being miserable. I I, I take take pride in staring them in the face, smug as fuck most years, because we can. And they, they take that as being relevant and that's fine. But say the Derby is just another game for me, lads. Let's hope for the three points. Say, let's hope they perform like they did, get, did against Leipzig. And it uh, should be a good game. And I'm looking forward to it. So, yeah, I'm going 5 2. You're going 4 0 or 4 1. Yeah, 4 0. I'll go 4 0. Uh, yeah, I think say, it should be, a, should be a, a tasty little game. I hope it's feisty, though. I hope it's a proper derby, but even without the fans. And as I just said, I think that's going to take away a lot from the match, but yeah. you want to see. I'm going to get booked in three minutes, so does that. Yeah, I want. I just want someone, and it, it's got nothing to do with past injuries or whatever. I want someone to absolutely snap a Charleston in half and break him if he can. If he can break him in half, I'd fucking celebrate that more than a goal. I can't stand <laughs> his face. I hate his Adam's apple and them dickheads go, go on, Nicky, and all that shit. I hate him, lad. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, tell us how you feel. <laughs> I do I hate him. He's, he's one of them players that I hate, and it's not because he's good at footy. You just, I just hate him. Existing. Yeah, I know exactly he's what one of them horrible him. players, lad. Yes, um, I agree. So, <laughs> so there's my kick off, anyway. <laughs> right. So before Jay gets uh, any further wound up about the team he's not asked about, <laughs> we're gonna. I'm we're gonna... rattled. I'm rattled. <laughs> you keep telling me. They're in our heads, lad. Our heads have fell off again for the fourth yeah. year running. Um, but no, don't worry, they'll, they'll win the transfer market again in the summer, lad. So, you know, that'll be four years running then, won't it? So, here's a question for you. Go on. It's a grand old team to play for, and it's a grand old team to support. Yeah. And if you know your history, what's the fucking history? Um, I don't know. I mean, they had a couple of good seasons in the 80s. And I genuinely do mean a couple. They make out like they were this world-class team in the 80s. I think they, they won the league, I think it was twice or three times in the 80s. And But they would have won the European Cup if it wasn't for us. And well, just... wait, wait, wait till you've got a 12-year-old Evertonian telling you that it was all because of Heisel. Their downfall was because of Heisel. And obviously, not going to mock a fucking tragedy, but their, their view on it is laughable. Uh, and then tell that 12-year-old Evertonian that the year after Heisel in 1986, Liverpool won the league and the FA Cup that season against the best Everton team that there has ever been who would have conquered the whole fucking planet. But they couldn't win their own league and their own domestic cup. So, that's that case closed again. Yeah. So, case was yeah. never really open, but yeah, it's closed. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, you just... You know where to find us by now, um, at LFC Groove on Twitter and at Liverpool Groove on Instagram and Facebook. Um, as we keep saying, please, please share share us as much as you can. Give us give us likes, give us ratings on uh, Apple 
uh, get us up to get us as far up the charts as we can. But please, please share us. We we can't we can't grow without your help, and we we we're happy with where we are at the moment, and obviously we want to go even further. So we need your help for that. Yeah, just share us as much as possible, and as well as I've always said, give us some feedback if you think we're shite or we're good or what we can do better, what we can improve on. Then you know we are we are average, we are raw, we're new to it, and we just want to get better. And the more we do it, the more we will. But we need we need feedback. Yeah, absolutely. Up the edge. Up the edge. Sports Social Podcast Network.